welcome back to another episode of Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. I might have just made up a word there as I got gumbled. Uh, we got a usual panel. We've got Adam, Rhiannon. Gumbled? You made up two words. There we go, man. Is gumbled uh, a word? I don't think so. Grumbled is a word, and and jumbled is a word. Oh, is that what no, you said? I said something weird. So we talked last week about maybe not doing as many podcasts or taking little breaks and being fatigued. And then in about 30 seconds on Sunday, that was kind of undone. So we decided we'd record something tonight. Well, that's okay. Before we got going, I was just going to ask Adam, did you caucus this week? And is this all your fault? I did not. No, I couldn't. Uh... So here's the deal. It's not that big a deal. I mean, there's... Look at it. It's it happens all the time, every single election. It's I mean it is an antiquated antiquated It's an old antiquated. It's an antiquated process. Process that we no, I did not caucus. Yes, exactly. No, I couldn't get it off. Um, but no, I didn't caucus. But the results that are poured in are are very very. It's what I expected from the local hubbub. The Iowa caucus, ladies and gents, it's both the coolest and most horrific thing you've ever seen. Okay, do you two know what a caucus is? It's like you all get in like a room and then like you argue with other people until you like like bludgeon them into voting on your side or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly it. You go to a community location, your precinct location, you get into physical groups, and you say, hey, you should support this person. And they're like, but no, I'm in this group in this corner of the room, so I'm supporting this person. And you just pretty much argue. It's The process itself is, in theory, very cool, um, but the horrific part of it is it's like Twitter come to life. It's That's the most horrific part about it. It makes me think of... You know those mobile games where you have, like, a little, like, mob of people and other, like, players have mobs of people and you try to, like, overtake their mobs until you control all the people in the level? It kind of feels like that. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Or <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah, that, no, that's exactly what it is. That is the Iowa caucus. Uh, yeah, it's for, unfortunate, you know, like, if there was a system where I could have shown up and and cast a vote that would have been super cool um instead of an all-night thing where you have to listen to harold and marge spew their spew their stuff yeah i i I want a version of democracy where i don't have to talk to other people or think about other people or you know i mean right what is this what is the system where you're forced to come together with your community that is just crap i was just thinking about you all week adam because i was like this is really embarrassing for iowa but it's kind of on brand for Iowa, too. <laughs> I, yeah, I started. I mean, if you're going to give Iowa crap, it happens in Florida every <laughs> every true. election cycle. Our plan is to be brief. We've now spent four and a half minutes on the Iowa caucuses. Um, we're not going to talk about a lot. We're going to mostly talk about the Super Bowl ad. But I felt like we couldn't really talk and not talk, at least quickly, about Sam Raimi coming on to Doctor Strange 2. So... If you, I assume most of our listeners know who Sam Raimi is. He directed the original Spider-Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire. 
Um, and he's been brought on for Doctor Strange 2. What did you guys think of that when you saw it? it it's totally, it's like, I bet you, is this an Amy Pascal hire? She's She's got her, is she the new Kevin Feige? Did she hire him or something? Is this Spider-Man thing? Like, does Sony own Marvel Studios now? What's going on? Maybe this whole new Spider-Man deal is is way more intertwined than we think. Once I had time to process my thoughts on it, it's like you have to eventually have some of these. It's only time, like, until some of these folks that got a career in superhero movies end up in the MCU directing something. I mean, he did he did Spider-Man, right? But he is a horror filmmaker by trade. What should should be very well yeah, noted. I felt like it's absolutely the most brilliant hire they could have made because almost every criticism that came out about Scott Derrickson's firing was immediately responded to by this hiring. Like people were like, oh, they, Derrickson wanted to make a horror movie and Marvel wouldn't let him do a horror movie. And they're like, okay, we'll replace him with another horror director. And it's like, yeah, Marvel's just turned into this big machine and they don't make good movies like they used to with Sam Raimi. Oh yeah, we're going to make this one with Sam Raimi. Like, it just seemed like this was. Uh, it just to me, it was brilliant. Like this guy is about as well revered as a director can be in comic book movies. I mean, I was trying to think: is anybody other than Christopher Nolan got a movie that's as universally liked as Spider-Man Two? Like we've talked about how good it is or isn't, and I, you know, I'm not the biggest Spider-Man Two fan in the world. But I don't think anybody dislikes that movie. You know, like... Now, see, now we need to go back and with our, our the quality of Sony movies now. While everyone's super, super hot on Raimi. I was like, oh man, he made the best Spider-Man movies ever. So let's, you know, let's just remember those were Sony movies, right? Right. But my point is just that, like, I don't think anybody hates, like... There's nobody who, like, instinctively is like, oh, Sam Raimi sucks when they hear this. It's like, oh, really? He's still around? Have you seen a Tom Holland Stan account? I'm sure they're out there. I haven't seen, I guess, Raimi haters, but... It's a super, super safe hiring, right? Is safe the right word? I don't know. The thing I thought is he hasn't done anything in a long time. So it would seem that, you know, he's in a position where he's willing to play ball to get his career kind of going again, but maybe that's not fair. I think he's had two feature films since Spider-Man three. And one of them was the James Franco wizard of Oz sequel or whatever. So Spider-Man three, I'm trying to pull up. It was like 2007, I think 2006, something like that. It does beg for us to do a rewatch of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy now as like a podcast episode. Plus, he was on the TV Rhiannon, show. do you remember the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies much? Not really. I'm sure I watched them, but they didn't stick with me. I'd probably have much different feelings now. All right, let's get to the Super Bowl trailer. Very ironic. I was finishing up, like, editing our podcast about, like, oh, man, I don't know. I'm just not, just not feeling it with Marvel. And then I feel like in 30 seconds, it was, like, an adrenaline shot to our Marvel hearts. With the uh, Disney Plus trailer. Uh, let's start with just, I think, based on what we said last week on the pod of what we thought this would be, 
they over delivered in a big way compared to expectations. Is that how you guys felt? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Especially since they uh, specifically uh, ordered it as a Falcon and Winter Soldier commercial per. TV they stations. they did a great job. I mean, just that that opening shot where you see the shield. It was just like pulling at you like here you go here's your world here you go and then the wandavision stuff they did a great job of being like this is what this show is going to feel like in about two seconds which like no amount of concept art in the world i mean the thing about it is they have done a great job of all of the for how weird it's going to be so far it seems to be very consistent like they've said it's going to be like a lot of old classic tv shows and then what we saw was like, here's a bunch of old classic TV shows. Like it, it stuck very on brand. It was almost exactly what I expect to see of One Division at this point. And then just a little bit of Loki sass because all Marvel trailers, commercials, whatever, have to end with a bit of sass. So I, I, I was excited. It's also been filming for much longer than Super or Scoopers would suggest. As well, unless they took that was the very first scene scene they shot and took it straight from Loki? the camera and uploaded it. Yeah. I think they could have. I think that I think they could have just done a little bit of filming and thrown that in at the last minute. I mean, he was on Broadway until mid December. Yeah, so I guess you can pretty well account for someone when they're on Broadway. Like they have to be at a certain location every day. Yeah, I kind of liked. I think it was subtle, but they kind of visually tried to tell you like. This is connected, but it's different. The way they started in like a movie widescreen and then like pulled the aspect ratio out to like a traditional TV screen, I thought was kind of clever. Like that first shot of the shield. Yeah. And then they changed the Marvel logo from the red background to like the Disney plus blue background. Like that's a subtle thing, but I just, you know, I liked it. It was like, Hey, we're going for the movies and now we're going into a new era and I think it communicated that in a very subtle way. Oh, no, because I was going to say, like, they showed three distinctly different shows. So let's talk about them kind of one by one. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is the first one we're getting. And we've gotten release months. So we know that this is definitely coming in August. And August is fall for Hollywood. So let's stop that Twitter conversation. Who's, uh, that's the thing. I guess I've just always assumed August was fall. I, I know it's technically uh, summer, but I mean, did ever anyone actually think of August? Like, do you two think that August is a summer? Well, I think of August as summer, but I mean, like, I'm not going to object if people classify it as fall. So September 23rd is the first day of fall, right? Yeah, but there's football in August. And isn't, what's the first, is it, winter doesn't start until December 21st, right? right? Well, and the thing I kept trying to and say December's online not fall. is like, it really is all about schools. Because in the summertime, movies are supreme yeah. because you want kids to watch right. it while they're out of school. And then TV kicks on in the fall because people want something to watch at night after a day of school and work. And like, someone this was like, well, school doesn't start till September. And I'm like, Do you, you clearly don't have any children. Because school doesn't start September anywhere. Like, we actually do, where I live, start, like, the first or second day of September frequently. But most of our friends across the country start on, like, August 15th. Yeah, we 
every every single year growing up we were before the 20s right schools around us would start in like august 20th but we were always a week ahead so anyways it's coming out in august um i'm just quickly the things we saw in the trailer we saw a shot of zemo with lots of bullets we saw uh sam practicing with the shield we saw bucky um we saw a air thing with like squirrel suits yeah we saw the best captain america suit design yet <laughs> the u.s agent football scene yep oh it looks so good the one second we got of it i thought it looked dynamite uh i think that's it though right like that's wasn't a ton of footage they were either in a school or hospital type thing but we saw that still before i don't feel like we got much yeah but you know, Rian, you've already kind of said this though, but the the nostalgia of that shield does so much to just yank you back in. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like that part was to just be like, "Hey, we need your attention. Um, step away from the chicken wings. We got some Marvel for you." I mean, you guys. I mean, just the fact that we're talking about this and not the fact that there was a full Black Widow trailer earlier, like. Oh. That this was, was a important. Waste. And there was almost nothing. They wasted new so much money on that. I mean, there was a nice shot of Taskmaster like popping his shield yeah, up. Yeah, terrible. Eyes, but uh, and I think also for people who are invested in Sam as Cap, I may be wrong, but have we ever seen Sam actually wield the shield? Like we've seen Bucky use the shield a little bit with you know when him and Steve were fighting Iron Man in Civil War. Have we ever actually seen Falcon carrying the thing before? I don't know why we would. So, I mean, it sounds like a small thing, but I just think particularly for people for whom that is a symbolic, important thing, seeing Sam pick up and whip that shield is like, you know, it's just, it's a moment, right? Like, it's a cool thing to finally, like, see that the first time. Right. It also sounds really dumb, but the fact that the Zemo shot, we saw all these, like, bullets falling, uh, it just helped me feel what I really want from that show and Black Widow of, like, that they feel like a spy, like, real world kind of show. You know, like, we're not talking about laser guns or blasters or, like, it's not like Guardians weaponry that feels like something out of a Star Wars movie. This is going to be people punching each other in the face and shooting each other with guns. You know, like, there's just, there was something that made me so happy when I saw that shot of, okay, we're going to get something, particularly when you contrast it with WandaVision, that's going to feel, to use the dreaded word, like grounded, right? Like it's going to have kind of its own space in the universe. And I think that's exciting. I I almost want the word grounded again. Can we have some more grounded shows? No, but I agree with you. That is is a good point. All right. Uh, Let's go on. WandaVision, I think, is the thing that really... We talked last week about how we were struggling because there was nothing concrete. And I feel like the 15 seconds of concrete we got from WandaVision kind of, I said this with the, like, uh, when we had the art that came out of like D23 or whatever, I feel like this show is really hard to explain, but that when you actually get just a little bit of footage, the thing starts to click in, in like a special way. I mean, this might be even spitting out of our bold predictions, you know. I mean, she's going to do something that's going to, I think, serve as a, a jumping off point for a lot of things. Maybe even over the Infinity Stones, right? Instead of saying, well, the Infinity Stones formed 
um, mutants or something like that, you know? Um, I, I think a lot of that stuff's going to come from WandaVision instead of instead of something like that, like Endgame or Infinity War. Do we want to real quick walk through the sitcoms that it seemed like they were alluding to? I mean, I know people have done this online, but we've got... I mean, I love Lucy. What, Roseanne and Full House? Now, did you see Full House 2, or was it just Rose? I didn't see anything that felt too Full house to me. The crib thing. Oh, yeah. What the? The cribs, with the two cribs and... uh... The Binkies or whatever? No, that's the that's a, the Michael J. Fox show, Family Ties. Like they even had recreated some of the windows from the Family Ties set. Oh, so I mean, and again for for people of a certain age like Adam who may not have been alive for it, like yeah, Family all these Ties canceled before I was alive. Family Ties and Full House, you know, maybe splitting hairs, but to me that was more like. The 80s shot in Roseanne was more like the 90s one, but... You could binge watch all of these series and they would seem like one series. Oh, all those sitcoms from back in the day? All the sitcoms. Yeah, absolutely. No, Roseanne is a very different series than Full House. Very different. I mean, a family in the Rust Belt versus... I mean, like, I can't remember where Roseanne, but it's like Midwest Rust Belt or something versus San Francisco. My parents kind of wouldn't let me watch Roseanne, but Full House was not a problem. What do your parents have against blue collar workers? No, it was more that Roseanne would talk about like drug use and like teenage sex and stuff like that. And they felt like I was too young for it. They had gay characters, which at the time was huge. Or a gay character. Yeah. And they just generally felt like they were mean. They didn't want us talking to each other the way the people on Roseanne talked to each other. Uh, so we also saw a little bit of Brady Bunch. And it seems like as they progress through time, it's a progression in Wanda and Vision's relationship. So like the 50s thing is kind of like them as a married couple. And then the Brady Bunch stuff, she's pregnant. And then the babies come by the 80s. And then the Roseanne stuff they had like refrigerator magnets on the wall from like potentially the stuff they're doing at school like we get the sense that they're gonna like somehow like time is gonna be sequential just sped up does that make sense like is that kind of the vibe that you're getting from all of it so when did the michael did the michael j fox thing and roseanne air at the same time though not really no family ties ended probably i'd guess 88 89 something like that and Roseanne started like 93, 94, I'd guess. No, earlier than that. I think it was done by then. Yeah. I'll, I'll look them up. But um, also, we're obviously getting the twins at this point. Like, it's not like a secret at all. That's uh, pretty obvious. Roseanne premiered 1988. Yeah, oh, I wow. thought it was. Okay. I think it lasted forever. Family ties. So they did lap, overlap Adam for a year because Family Ties ended 89. Adam, for our listeners who aren't big comic fans or for like me and Rhiannon, can you remind me the twins, Scarlet Witch's twins in the comics, uh, Speed and Wiccan? Is that right? Yep. That is exactly right. Teddy, not Teddy, uh, Tommy and uh, Wiccan, Billy. I should say they were in that Vision and Scarlet Witch 
uh, dealing with reincarnation, right? It's very complicated and confusing, kind of. But yes, they are the the visions. They just have, each have different names because they're reincarnated, kind of, with reality stuff and the like. And Wiccan is like um, uh, Wanda with magical stuff, right? Yeah, some like teleportation stuff too. Um, and then Speed is just like his uncle, his dead uncle that he never knew. What would you think the chances are that we're going to see Quicksilver in this? Probably pretty good with with all the stuff that's going on with the the reality stuff and and there's that that effect we see where it's it looks like she's being programmed into her consciousness or something, right? I mean, they've given us way too much already, so they they certainly have some tricks up their sleeves for when the show actually hits. It's funny, we did see a picture of her in the traditional Scarlet Witch costume potentially on like a Halloween night. I like how they, yeah, they're going the Luke Cage route with it. Yeah. I do wonder based on the set if they're going to try to turn that into it wasn't as obvious as the other ones, but like a 2000s like single camera show like a Gilmore Girls or like Seventh Heaven or something like that. Like I think there may be one more of those kind of sitcoms in there that is not as obvious because of the setting. But we didn't see a single frame of sword stuff or or Rambo or what else have we seen from set photos? Um, Or Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn stuff. Am I just drawing from comics or is there a certain unsettling feel, though, about the sitcom stuff? No, it's it's totally terrifying. (laughs) It's not going... It's going to be so... She's not well. I don't think she's well, right? If she's doing all this stuff... I don't think we're going to get Vision again, right? I think the Vision we'll get is from this. I mean, stuff's going to happen where she gets to a point where she can pull things out of these different realities, I guess, because they're not going to introduce Wiccan and Speed and just keep them in her mind. Uh, so that's that's what's going to be so weird. I wonder if it's going to be the thing where, I don't know, I'm trying to bring black and white vision into this maybe he once he bring comes back to the uh real world or whatever he doesn't have his color yeah i think it's going to be super unsettling and and weird and it's certainly almost pointing to her being one of the antagonists for dr strange too that's the camp i'm leaning it towards at least at the moment if we want to go on that tangent we can I think there'd be way there'd be ways to tie her in with nightmare, right? If she's doing this stuff, maybe she gets lost in this multiverse she creates and becomes of this under the sway of nightmare or something. Yeah, or I think it makes a lot of sense for a villain to like kidnap Billy and Ted. Right? Is that it? Teddy and Bill. Uh, Tommy. Teddy. So it's confusing because Teddy is Hulkling, who is Wiccan's now fiance. But the twins, it, it makes sense to me a villain would kidnap the twins out of a reality and then basically say, if you ever want to see them again, you do whatever I want. Right. And then she becomes, you know, like the, the, the hidden agent for a villain somewhere. So, Which is nuts if Wiccan and Speed are also in Doctor Strange because the, the McAdams news pretty much confirms Clea's involvement. Which I totally nailed last right. week. Right. So, I mean, Clea's definitely got to be in there. 
Rhiannon, does this up your interest for WandaVision? Like, actually seeing it in, in concrete form? No, you guys went off and talked about a whole bunch of stuff that, like, doesn't really matter to me. And I was just kind of like, ooh, wee, the cute different TV show cosplays. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right, well, let's talk about something maybe more in your wheelhouse. Your thoughts on our three seconds of Loki? Uh, I have nothing that's not, like... I mean, it was just unexpected. We didn't expect to see any Loki right now. And he has a different look. I mean, I don't know. It looked, you know, a completely different aesthetic. Um, But it was just a nice little pleasant surprise. I wish I had deeper thoughts. Do you guys have deeper thoughts? Is he in prison? Oh, very deep thoughts with the TVA, man. That's nuts. And it opens up a whole lot of questions and, and what the hell's going on. Not the Tennessee Valley Authority. No. I was like, the, what the heck? The, oh, it is? No, it is He's the Tennessee building Valley. Stormwater the time, So the time... Space cops. The Time Variance Authority. Oh. Space cops. Which is weird, though, because he shouldn't be able to travel through time with a space stone, right? Right. Which, that's that's the biggest question. Like, I th- the Test Track's just like the ultimate MacGuffin. It does whatever they want it to do, and right, they've proved right, right. that to us um, time and time again. So uh, unless he, uh, I don't know. I mean, unless he goes uses it to take the times, I don't know. I don't. It hurts my brain to think about. <clears throat> the thing that I really liked about it was it seems like villainous Loki again. Like they, you know, he's always kind of bounced back and forth between anti-hero and like villain. And I liked that his line of, like, we're going back to the Loki that tried to subjugate Earth like a, you know, like a conquering dictator. Right, like hours prior. Right. The idea that we're picking up with that Loki, who's just an arrogant jerk that wants to subjugate other people. I don't know. I think I find that a little more interesting of Loki than, like, the friendly, oh, I kind of do love my brother, you know, Loki, so... But they've said that since the beginning. Since they announced the show, they've said it's going to be the Loki that hasn't been redeemed. But it was cool to see him. One last thing I wanted to ask, and I'll get us out of here. You know, we're being brief tonight. Um, When the ad was over, one of the women at my Super Bowl party was like... Oh, no. Are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, and you're moving. Yes. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, we we just, when this happened, we all stopped moving. And stare? Yeah, no. And thought it all froze up, but really it's just Caleb. Just Caleb. I wonder what the lady at the Super Bowl party said. What's she like? Glad to see Caleb signed up for that Iowa internet, huh? Right? I guess that's our, our cliffhanger. Yeah. You know, you always have to build a Yeah, yeah. And Next week, tune in to find out what the lady at the Super Bowl party said. The Super Bowl party said. He hasn't backed out either, so he must still be there. Hopefully he's not wasting a lot he's of his words. He's probably telling a fun fantastic story so how about that dare you read daredevil this week how good yeah um did you see the news from today how he's getting his suit back no oh he's getting it once he's getting a suit back i don't consider hopefully that's not a spoiler to you but coming up in another issue he's getting his suit back 21 i think the press oh like the world's supposed to burn in 20 or 22 21's still a couple issues away like Chip said, he built it up to like 20 or 21, somewhere around there. So that would make sense for if he's going to get a suit back, a time for him to get a suit back. Can we quickly talk about if it felt like something that brings in new viewers or just pleases fans? I don't know. That's a good question. And I I, I always have a very hard time of um, 
Again, I mean, we talked about this with Endgame, right? I always say, I always try to play devil's advocate and and saying I'm not sure how new fans would like this. Um, and I guess I would probably be in the same um, boat here because, uh, I don't know. To me, it would seem like new fans wouldn't understand what's going on. Like, if, if they've never seen someone before, they wouldn't get the, the, the poignancy of Sam throwing around the shield, Yeah, right? but I think WandaVision... Don't discount that nostalgia factor. And people right. seeing that in the Super Bowl and being like, oh, that looks like a bunch of shows I really enjoyed and miss right. and tuning in just for that. Yeah. So maybe it would. Wow, I look like mad professor. So maybe it would like bring in from that standpoint. Maybe. I mean Disney's Disney Plus is a huge nostalgia place. Yeah. They've got to do a, a Mary Kate and Ashley cameo, right? Dude, they couldn't even get Mary Kate and Ashley in the Full House series. True, but Disney has a little more money. Yeah, that would be a nice slap in the face to Netflix for Mary Kate and Ashley to show up in some, you know, throwback Disney version. A Full House parody, right? Yeah, um, yeah, that would be hilarious. Um, well, cool. I think Caleb is gone because his phone died. And um, we'll have a good full-length real podcast next time. Next mm-hmm. time. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, he's back. Uh-oh. Just as we're signing off. Maybe. Yeah, he is back. Darn it. Here we try scurrying off real quick and the teacher shows up. Yeah, we're, uh, we were already thinking Tim Cox for the logo or whatever and um, Alvin for the theme music. And whatever else you say. Okay, that was kind of weird, but that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. See you later.